0: The Legendarium podcast is brought to you by By you. So please visit patreon.com slash Legendarium to to support support the show. But for now,
1: welcome welcome to to the Legendarium. Legendarium.
2: He was bigger than the Hulk, but he wasn't broader. He was broader than than the Hulk. Hulk. he was He he was thick. He was he, if if you compare, things are
1: getting things are getting mildly erotic around here. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of uncomfortable. Welcome back to the Legendary Podcast, everybody. I am Craig Hanks, your host. And over there, well, he's purpler than Thanos and thrice as scrotish. It's Ken Johnson.
0: <laughs> I, I had something, but now I, I'm speechless. So yeah. much for being appropriate oh, for the teenagers.
1: <laughs> exactly. And if there's one person who you wish would crumble into dust and just float away, it's got to be Todd Wenty.
2: Unfortunately, I'm one of the ones that
1: survives. And she's like the Scarlet Witch, ill-defined, vaguely Slavic, and extremely threatening. It's Megan
3: smile. I will kill you with my pinky. Oh, <laughs>
1: All right, so before we go anywhere further, uh, spoilers ahoy. So, if you have not yet seen the Avengers Infinity War extravaganza, whatever we're calling it,
0: Jake, we're looking at you, Jake Hawkins.
1: Okay. <laughs> Then uh, anyway, we're turn just calling back now, it out. Let's call him out now, Jake Hawkins. I'm I'm <laughs> first and last naming you, Jake Hawkins. Hi, Jake Hawkins. <laughs> Jake Hawkins. Jake Hawkins. Jake uh, Hawkins. He is loyal and steadfast and wonderful. You've
0: been with us for a long time. Yeah, and we, we uh, love you. Yeah, and
1: it, we. It, you know, it's kind of like a parental thing where it's like it's I. It, it's because we love you that we're we are reprimanding you right now, chastising. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, this is, it, it, we're not mad. We're no. just disappointed. Um, it, Jake Hawkins, uh, so I, I, I posted something on Facebook. I posted a picture of Todd holding a Thanos mug and said, Yeah, we're just about to do our Avengers episode. Ah. And, um, and he comments like right away and says, Um, must resist urge to listen. Uh, ah, whatever. I listen to all your movie podcasts before I get around to seeing the movies, anyways. How don't, dare don't do you, that. Sir? Don't do that. That's, uh, <sighs> I got, I got to say, I, I disapprove. So, yeah, uh, scolding <laughs> over anyway. <laughs> and ultimately, yeah.
2: you're going to do whatever you want to do anyway. But
0: hey, but we appreciate you listening immensely yes. and interacting on the Facebook immensely.
1: I mean, mostly we do. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly we do. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. OK, so poor Megan. <laughs> we, will, we will be getting to Avengers Infinity War. Uh, there's, there is quite a lot to talk about, but because this isn't one of our big, uh, book episodes, I kind of want to just relax for a minute. Uh, and how, how's everybody's week? Megan, how are you doing? Welcome back.
3: Thanks. It's good to be here.
1: Yeah. How I'm you, good. How, what, what's up? What, uh, what's going on with Megan?
3: I, well, I have six nieces and, well, two nieces and four nephews and four of those kids all have a birthday this week. So today oh. we celebrated a birthday for all of them. There were four cakes. There was four a lot cakes? of ca- I mean these are kids ages 2 wow. to 9. These so there are all was a brothers lot of chaos. Three of them are oh, are geez. like the girls are twins and then they have a little brother who was born on the same day 7 years later and then their cousin who was 4. And uh yeah,
1: there were a lot of wanna, cakes. I didn't want to say anything but I thought there might have been some frosting seeping out of the pores in your neck. <laughs>
3: so much cake i just don't want to eat again until thursday yeah that's a good idea yep
1: ken what's up with you man stop (laughs) licking
0: (laughs) stop licking her
1: wow ken i man now i want to skip this isn't a video episode (laughs) right
0: i was just i was gonna say i wish it was a video episode because it's it's the (laughs) it's the playoffs you know in hockey and basketball and so i've got this this fine playoff beard going and uh
1: you know, I okay. I'm, I am gonna do something I haven't done much of uh, in the past, uh, and say, Ken, it's looking good. Wow, I like the current beard formation. You got you got some good uh, distinguished salt and pepper action going. It's yeah, a good length, right there in the chin. Uh, yeah, you just. Uh, <laughs> You should keep it right there. I appreciate that. Buy, your, buy yourself a beard trimmer.
0: I'm I'm thinking of keeping this and uh, working it in October for a Steve Rogers costume.
3: Ooh,
1: nice. There yeah, we go. You that know it oh, One that of my worked. great yeah. one of my great regrets. I used to have uh, kind of shoulder length hair. You guys remember, oh, I remember those that. days? Um yeah. I used it to have this long dreams. hair and I cut it off uh, forgetting that I kind of had this plan that year. This is like two years ago. I had a plan to go as Snape for Halloween. Oh yeah, that would have worked. And it would have been it would have been fabulous. Uh, and I cut my hair, and like the next day, I realized what I had done because it was like October fifth or something that I cut my hair, and I realized, oh shoot, I should have just waited one more month. <laughs> Why don't I have a time? Stone? Anyway, Todd, Todd, how you doing, buddy? <laughs>
2: uh sick on thursday job offer on friday Ooh, really um, did you
1: take it are you gonna take it uh, we are in
2: negotiations okay
3: wait we'll, so were you sick in quotation marks so you could go to an interview oh no no do we, i was okay.
2: i was legitimately sick it was bad in fact i had a do I, we
1: need to bleep out this entire section for your current <laughs> employer <laughs> <laughs> no my my current
2: employer is aware uh, okay are these aggressive um, negotiations very awesome yeah wh- who, very. who
1: wields the lightsaber in the relationship
2: currently i do nice um, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, it's, I mean, good things, good things are going on at the same time. You know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's the ups and downs of life. We have, we have things going on. So, but yeah, for the most part, if, if all I had was that I had to sit through Avengers infinity war with migraine, that's not too bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a long movie to sit oh through. With a migraine. We'll have it. We'll, we'll yeah, talk we'll about get that. There. I'm sure. So, Two hours, 40 <laughs> minutes. So this week, we had a first in my family, uh, which is my four-year-old broke his foot. It's the first broken bone in the family. Uh, my wife Wait, and I, Neither, neither my, of you? Neither my wife nor I have ever had a cast. Wow. I, I am pretty sure I cracked a rib skiing once, uh, but that was just kind of, you know, it's like a miserable five weeks. Yeah, you can't and then, do anything about that. Yeah, and then you're done. Um, but we've never had a cast. And uh, anyway, so now. so he fell off his bike and, he, you know, it didn't look too bad. He just kind of planted his foot on the ground, but he was crying. He made mom carry him home. And we just thought, oh, you know, maybe he got bruised up. <laughs> and so it was like 24 hours before I was finally like, oh, okay, I'll take him in. And sure enough. I love. Okay, so we took him to uh, a doc in the box, kind of after hours. Yeah, and uh, and he, he we do the X rays, and my four year old, who is a super sensitive kid, he was a champ. He makes it through all the X rays and everything. And then uh, me, uh, the doctor pulls up the X ray, and he's kind of looking at it, going, "Hmm, I wonder, I wonder what's going on." And I point to one of the one of the, is it a metatarsal uh, yes. in the in the foot? I can never remember what it is. Tarsals
2: ones. and metatarsals, carpals and metacarpals. Right, there you go. Yeah.
1: So I, I'm looking at one of these foot bones, we'll call them, <laughs> uh, just to be safe. And uh, and it's got this little spurt, like a sliver, oh. kind of coming off of it. And it's right in the middle of his foot. And you can see it's just kind of like jamming into his muscle oh. and everything, you know, all the nerves and everything. It looks incredibly painful. And, uh, and I... I point to it and i'm like is that what you're looking for that because he'd been staring at this thing for like five minutes straight and i was like is that it and he goes hmm maybe oh wow maybe we should probably have the podiatrist look at it and i'm like at this point good call doctor yeah, get a second opinion. That's,
3: that's
2: that's doctor speak for i don't want to be sued for malpractice
1: <laughs> that's i was thinking about something else for five funny, minutes funny story that same doctor, um, he operated on an ingrown toenail of mine when I was 14 and gave me a staph infection and almost took my foot off what? with wow. it. Wow. So, yeah, maybe he did have our file and was like, yeah, I really, really don't want to be sued by these people. So, were his, absolutely. Were his first yeah. words when he walked wow. in, hi, everybody? No. I, <laughs> hi, everybody. No. Anyway, so, yeah, that was an adventure. It was, a, it was an interesting week so
0: holy
2: you survive bike injuries they are we we were we were doing a a bike ride with some scouts one of them fell off his bike in a little bit of a collision landed on his wrist we're like ah you'll be fine just walk it off
1: (laughs) you get back and it's shattered
2: it was it was broken in three places. We felt so
1: horrible. <laughs>
2: I shouldn't say that that's on this awesome. podcast. Can we bleep that out? No, no, that's absolutely absolutely not. You get to live with that. Oh, no. You have to
1: you have to lace the f words in through the story if you don't want us to use ah, it. Yeah, crap. Um, <laughs> so, is so he speaking of him being a little trooper he uh he broke his foot we 48 hours later he had a cast on it and it got him a little walking boot we get home and uh oh well, first of all the doctor was like now it's gonna take his brain a couple of days to remember that it's okay to walk on his foot because he thinks you know it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. and he just jumped off the table the cast table and just like walked down the hall <laughs> and uh and we get home we get home and he crawls out of the car and he grabs his bike and takes it down the street. No way. No. Nice. nice. <laughs> nice. That's, a, that's a good kid. Yeah, I was pretty stoked on it. Anyway, um, so, at, that was the next day after he got his cast that I went to go see a giant cast in Avengers: Infinity War. Ooh, nice segue. That is yeah. Nice segue. Yeah. Well done. Well done. If
0: we had if we had awards for segues, we that should would, have that. That should that that would be that nominated. Deserves, that deserves uh, some applause. Thank you, thank you yeah. everyone. There you go.
1: So I, I did. I went and saw Avengers: Infinity War on opening night, and now I didn't do that so much because I was uh, so excited. I you know I I wasn't overcome with. Uh, Star Wars Episode 7-esque emotion or anything like that. Uh, but I figured, you know, it's culturally incumbent upon me to see the movie. We're going to be talking about it on the podcast. Uh, you know, I, I better go see it on opening night. So I did. Uh, Todd, you saw it opening night. I Ken, did. you saw it opening night. I did. Megan?
3: I saw it on Friday. My office um, bought out a couple of movie theaters oh, nice. and we all went in the afternoon. Nice. Okay.
2: I want to work for an office like that. Do you guys have right. openings? <laughs> <You> <laughs> already, apparently,
3: apparently fine. he's taking
0: interviews.
2: So.
3: We're a software company. I don't. I don't know. Yeah,
1: every uh, now and again. All right. So, uh, so we've all seen it. This is your last chance. If you have not seen it, uh, turn back now. I, I do not have any sort of, um, you know, dumbass, semi witty three paragraph summary of the movie. So we're going to forego that for now. Um, but I, I do. Really? Maybe we can just uh, set this one up a little bit, Todd. What's been happening in the Marvel universe right leading up to this? Uh, You have, and I'm serious. You have 60 seconds right now.
2: Uh, Black Panther movie, Wakanda. We've we've now introduced the idea that Wakanda is a very technologically advanced organization, uh, civilization. We have also illustrated the fact now that Thanos is moving and decided that he wants to uh, start acquiring all of the Infinity Stones for himself. He's moving Guardi- to, what, Indiana? Like- He's moving to take over all things. He's moving through the universe. Um We've had some glimpses from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 about just how uh, deep his fascination with death goes because of Gamora's comments uh, along the way. We've also seen that the Avengers have broken up and they are kind of scattered and and fragmented. So we've got uh, if if there was a time for Thanos to decide that he wants to take action against the planet Earth, this was the right time to do it. Uh, Earth's mightiest heroes are not joined together. We've just had we've also just had Thor Ragnarok with Asgard completely destroyed and. Uh, the Asgard civilization basically reduced to refugees on a on one flying spaceship. You're
1: done, um,
2: and there's where and we're. That's actually, that's pretty that's good really
1: and that's actually a really good place to. Come. And that's yeah. where it picks
0: up. This movie yeah. picks up right after which, the end credits brings scene. up
1: one of my problems with um, Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. which is at the very end of the movie they herd their entire civilization onto a single yeah. ship, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna save everybody," and I'm like, "Whoa, that sounds risky." <laughs> Turns out. I was right. It was risky. Um and then and then there's some line in this one where it's like he just wiped out half my civilization. And I'm like, "Half? Where's the other half?" That no that's not half. That's everybody. Um anyway, so yeah. Anyway, that's that's the opening is Thanos murders all the Asgardians including Loki. <laughs> yeah. Um, His
2: former henchman. Uh right, right.
1: Uh from the first Avengers movie. So he yeah. murders Loki um, and he also murders Heimdall. Did I get oh, that name right? You yeah. did. You did. Yeah.
3: Which, but not before Heimdall transports the whole the vector.
1: Whole guy, sure. Which
0: makes me go, why are they on a ship at all? Why didn't Heimdall just bifrost them to someplace?
1: Ken, shh. We don't ask these questions. <laughs> we don't. We don't ask. We do <laughs> We don't, we don't ask these questions. Just, just. We don't it... ask
3: questions that shorten the two hour and forty minute movie. I just. We want all the minutes.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> take your minutes <laughs> take take your confrontation with thanos and his his uh, minions
1: so um, anyway so yeah that's what we open on is the the death of loki um uh, thor gets away because the movie needs him to i can't remember exactly how but he does
0: because he's part of the other half
1: uh, actually
2: uh, with with thor he is
3: wasn't he shot into space
2: he is he is um uh, wrapped up by by Corvus Glaive or no, oh, yeah. excuse me, yes. by Ebony Maw. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, with with metal pieces holding him still while Thanos blows up the ship. The, right. One of the one of the things that oh, uh, that's right, the ship the, blows up around him.
1: Later, the Guardians pick him up. Yeah, okay. one of
2: the one of the things that and and part of the reason <laughs> that makes sense is because Asgardians do have the ability to exist in space. We saw that a little bit when uh, we were dealing with Thor Ragnarok and Loki gets tumbled out of the Bifrost. Mm-hmm. So that. It works there's some continuity with it, so
1: yeah, that didn't bother me so much um that's fine anyway um so that's that's where we pick up the movie and then a bunch of stuff happens and and we'll get to all the other stuff uh but let's go to megan megan oh, no. overview you know uh, a mile high bird's eye view how'd you like the movie um first initial thoughts
3: I liked it i I so I got to the end and just said I want to see that movie again because I mean so much happens but also it's just a lot of fun I really like all those characters it ended pretty much the way I thought it would
1: which interesting
3: was fun okay. to be like woohoo I watch a lot of movies and I have an idea of how things are supposed to go in them
1: right um see yeah I, I don't
3: have any coherent thoughts I, right and
1: now. I so when I got to the end I thought yeah I've seen a lot of movies I know how this is supposed to end that wasn't it. <laughs> Um, oh really?
3: Because it's a two-parter. I thought the first part you have to
1: end in right, rock bottom. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Looking Ken, like the is going to win. Ken, were you were you generally pleased or displeased walking out?
0: I was. I was pleased. I I was as pleased as I expected to be. I should say I I was whelmed by this movie. I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was. I left pleased. I left wanting to see it again. And I left uh, putting it you know high in my rankings of the nineteen Marvel Cinematic Universe movies.
1: Okay. Todd, so, I mean, yes. Uh, Todd, let me ask you this, because I already know you're just going to say, Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. Uh, wow, that sounded just like Ken. Look, I <laughs> I'm am- I'm sorry, like Todd. <laughs> I am a whiz with impressions. So, uh, I, I want to ask you, in that opening scene, we finally get more than five and a half seconds with Thanos. Yeah. How did you like him? How did you like Josh Brolin? How did you like Thanos? Uh, what were your thoughts on that? And, and here's the thing, I know you're going to say something along the lines of, well, considering the history with the comic, <laughs> and that's fine, that's fine, you can do that, but if you, that. if you do that, I also want to hear your thoughts as a regular moviegoer as much as you can.
2: As a regular moviegoer as much as I can, um, I'll give you that first. Thanos lives up to the hype as far as being this big baddie, but we don't necessarily see it in that first scene. It takes a little while for that to occur. Instead, what we get is the Black Guard, his, his loyal followers. We get Call Obsidian. We get Corvus Glaive. We get Proxima Midnight. We get all of them doing his dirty work. Um, and, and from my standpoint, if you have a villain who has villains working for him that are that good, that sets a tone for what you expect from this guy. And I think that delivered very well. When we finally get Josh Brolin delivering lines and working with the motion capture, granted— You've got to give. You've got to give at least fifty percent of this to the to the graphic designers, the CGI guys who who turn around and say, "Okay, he moved this way. Let's overlay all of this stuff on top." And the overlays were good. Um, they worked. They felt they they felt natural and real for, as far as a comic book character can. Um, but as far as Josh Brolin's. Delivery and, and pacing and mood and all of those kinds of things. I really think he nailed it. I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the performance and I've watched Josh Brolin in a couple of other things that I said to myself. Hmm. I wonder how he's going to do with Thanos. He did a good job. I was pleased
1: Well, good and and. As a, com-
2: uh, as, okay. a ca- as a as a comic on. book aficionado,
1: I do want to preface this by saying, okay, we're eighteen minutes into this episode. We have another forty two to go. Many of those will be taken up by Todd talking comic <laughs> comic crap. So I just want you to prepare yourselves.
2: Reference the E eleven carbine blaster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right.
1: Go ahead, Todd.
2: Um, from a from a uh, from a continuity standpoint of the comic book universe, um. The one thing that I was disappointed with in the in the uh, interpretation of Thanos is that he seems a little small. Um, Thanos,
1: as in stature,
2: as in stature. Um, Thanos. Whenever I whenever I look at Thanos, I think broader and uh, more massive. Josh Brolin comes across as a svelte, very fit Thanos rather than a. I could crush any mountain around me, Thanos.
0: Now, this Thanos was bigger than the Hulk. He was bigger than the Hulk, but he so, wasn't broader.
2: He was broader than, than the Hulk. Hulk. He, no, he, wasn't. he no, was. He no, was thick. He was. He if if you compare things are
1: getting things are getting mildly erotic around here. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of uncomfortable. I
2: I just am used to the idea that Thanos is a much. He's he's a he's a. Um, a more he he in the comic books he feels more massive in this he didn't feel quite as massive quite as differentiated from the rest of the heroes um, the only two that the only two in the comic book universe that really are able to stand toe to toe with him are Drax and the Hulk um, and both of those seemed uh, a little closer matched as far as physical stature than they normally are portrayed in the comic books and so that was the only
0: thing that I said to myself hmm I, I really wish
2: Thanos had been
0: bigger i'll say they did they did a few things to to make it seem like he was bigger though in in terms of they'll have for example in the very first scene when loki is holding the tesseract in it you know and envelops his whole hand and he hands it to to um he hands it to thanos and it, it barely in the palm of his hand i mean they they do stuff like that to make it look like to use to use a relative Forced pers- perspective thank you i'm like what's the word uh to to make him seem bigger yeah so
2: but it 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 felt inconsistent. Um, that is true. It felt inconsistent. I'm with that. So that was the only thing that I I wished I wished it had he had been a I wished he had they had given him a more massive uh, stature. It felt like he was a little under under pro, under portrayed. Okay,
1: all right. Um, but
2: but that's a that's a CGI thing. That's that's not performance wise. That's CGI versus what I was expecting to see in the comic
3: books. So did you want him to be able to pick up? Um, tiny baby Gamora in like the palm of his hand, like she's a little fairy.
0: Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much.
1: Um, I kind of like that mental
3: image.
0: I love having your descriptions
1: around here. <laughs> so I, as I was watching it, I, I was under the mistaken impression, mostly because I, uh, I like I don't care enough to seek out information outside mm-hmm. the movies, and so I was under the impression that it was in fact Ron Perlman. Playing Thanos. Oh yeah, right? uh, okay. I I really I did. I thought it was Ron Perlman, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. That's a good one. I mean, you know, it's he would have made a good, thon, a good Thanos. Good uh, Thanos. But then as I was watching Josh Brolin do his thing, I was like, no, nah, this is this is good. Yeah. yeah. I Ron Perlman would have been good. Josh Brolin was better. So
0: I don't mind. I don't. I don't uh, mind the visuals of Thanos so much as as Josh Brolin's voice. I thought was fantastic. The he way he delivered all of the Thanos lines, and just with that a little bit of gravel but not too much like I'm Batman I'm Thanos gravel you know yeah i yeah. i thought it was perfect
1: and that's probably i wonder how much of that was in post if they pitched him down a little bit in the audio or something like that no like Josh
2: Brolin there's probably some of that but i but i bet he was i bet he was working very aggressively to get that right. kind of a sound
0: yeah anyway.
1: uh okay so that's good i so I want to give a lot of positives first because I do have one like personal negative. Uh, Ooh, I can't wait that, uh, that we'll get to obviously. Um, <laughs> but how impressive uh, it was the fact? And let me back up a little bit. We go into this movie knowing that there are, what was it? 17. This was the 18th. This was 19. Marvel, was this 19? So yeah. there were 18 Marvel movies preceding it. All these characters, all these side characters, um, a shocking number of people were not killed off in the 18 movies leading up to this, and so you just have this monstrous <laughs> cast of, um, of, a cast of thousands. Almost. Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> and all of them
2: becoming superstars in their own right.
1: And as I was going into this movie, I was thinking to myself, they can't possibly juggle this story-wise. Um, they. There were, I think, some missteps um, and just things, maybe not even missteps so much as like it cannot be done. You cannot have this many characters in two and a half hours and tell a a story a certain way. However, I was actually genuinely really impressed that uh, over the course of two and a half hours, we have 8,000 speaking roles, another 500 locales. You have Mm -hmm. six MacGuffins. And kudos to the writing team on keeping this one pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was never lost. I I never wondered um, where I was or, you know, who was doing what. And it, it, does that make sense? Yeah. Like it, it was tight in that way. And that was uh, really impressive, I thought. They,
2: they took a, uh, the writers took a wonderful cue from the way that the Infinity War played out in the comic books um and they they're different granted they're different and there's and for some of our listeners who probably are from as familiar with the comic book world uh as as would need to be they can put out all of the different ways that they didn't quite match up and that's fine um because i agree with that but they took a cue that said this is the story about thanos versus everybody it's not everybody else's story against thanos and when you tell it from that perspective That changes the way that they have the that changes the opportunity that they have. They can start talking about people trying to outguess Thanos, and that's what leads us to follow the story. And they and like you said, the writers did a beautiful job of that. That's the way that it was followed in the comic book series. They followed it very well in this as well.
1: They they did that mostly. I could have used a little bit more. Uh, internal Thanos, I guess I, I could have used yeah. a little more following along with him.
3: Yeah, they didn't really. They they started that about halfway through the film, where all of a sudden you started getting like the flashbacks, the, Go- with Gamora. the Gamora
1: flashbacks. Yeah, yeah.
3: It it took a while to get
1: there.
2: When you and and when you do get there, it's a great payoff.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I liked her storyline, and a lot. it's
2: a great setup. I thought they I thought they did everything they needed to to set up that that ending moment in the film. I was like Al- almost I loved it.
1: almost. So yeah. Uh, okay we've already spoiled this up twice I mean spoiler warning did up twice so. <laughs> yes. I just want to double check has so... everybody
3: seen all of the Marvel movies leading up to this like everything that would be I haven't seen the oh, Deadpool yeah. movie but I kind of assume it's its own thing yeah, yeah, a Deadpool, Deadpool, okay. different Deadpool different. didn't have any I seen because I one of the reasons why I thought I could follow up pretty well is because I have seen all the movies
1: yeah and I th- think I've seen all the movies I think okay. maybe, I, maybe not have. the whole. movie. I don't remember anything
3: have. from Iron Man 2 but yeah. You know.
1: That's, <laughs> that's part okay. of that's the part of the <laughs> Hulk movies. I'm not
2: done. The Hulk movies no. were pulled out of I the, know, I'm sorry. The Hulk movies were pulled out of the continuity as far as the Not that all they of them. The
0: Edward Norton uh Hulk is part of the continuity.
2: Well, yes, but not from the standpoint of teasers and and preparation work for this for this conflict.
0: Well, in the sense that it didn't need to be, but the the in-credit scenes were all related to oh Yeah, going
1: to
3: say it's, an
0: that's true. it's that's true.
1: such freaking door there you go now that's back why to, you love back us to craig 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 has a point so i'm sorry craig so, finish your thought gamora dies what what and it's uh so in order to get the soul stone which i am incensed was not in wakanda um um, but in order to get the soul stone, um, yeah, what's his name? Thanos has to confront the Red Skull. From Is that Red Skull? Yeah, it was Red from Skull. Captain Red Skull. How about that? So, anyway, uh, so he confronts him and he's like, You must sacrifice what you love most. And so he throws. A soul for a Granola. He throws Granola <laughs> off a cliff and uh um, generic yeah. i hate you and Crepe it's nuts. this it's this whole thing about like she's like haha you suck because you, you don't love know nothing you don't love nothing and and okay so there and then he throws her off the cliff and he gets the soul stone because it turns out he really did love her he loved gamora but well, more like, than anything else i don't i didn't buy that i know like there was the there was the scene the the flashback where he finds her as a little girl and murders every oh, murders half, half half of her civilization and kidnaps her Um, and and I just and that was it like that was all that we see of their relationship Um, at least the only thing of any substance and so when it came down to that moment I'm like no this guy is incapable of love or attachment and she's hit the nail on her head on the head and then she dies and he gets the soul stone and I'm like that I didn't buy
2: it it requires a leap Um, (laughs) or a toss (laughs) oh no or a, or a toss that's awful and
1: for our, well it's especially, especially awful for our, for our, our british, british listeners, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes we're, there's only he, one way to get the soul stone he
2: doesn't know what he said <laughs> no. leave him alone be gentle with <laughs> he, him he doesn't know he, what he just He knows said. what he
0: said if he were in britain
2: oh boy ken we'll we'll hurt you later <laughs> um i
3: want you to explain it, that to me later
2: later maybe okay. um later. It, it requires it, it does require a leap but there's there's a couple of hints um that that make it very clear that Thanos has a fatherly relationship and that the writers are trying to give just enough of a clue that as complicated as it is he feels that relationship and feels it keenly for Gamora more so than he feels for for any of his other proteges. Proxima Midnight is one of his is one of his daughters, uh Corvus Glaive, Ebony well, Maw, all Nebula. of these yeah. uh, Nebula and Nebula is the one that that it really just uh, makes it hard for you to see any kind of a fatherly affection because mm-hmm. of what he's doing to her, mm-hmm. um, uh, putting her on the on the equivalent of a of a science fiction rack machine and just pulling her to pieces. That was, was awesome. Which that was not, one of the best science fiction moments I think I have seen. We're in not a we're long not talking time. about
0: complaints yet, right? No, or, go ahead. Because I mean, go ahead. I, that was one of my chief complaints of a movie that I overwhelmingly liked. It was that. For the fate of the galaxy, and and she's ready to to sacrifice herself. And hey, if we get to Thanos, you kill me, Peter, because you know I know where the Soul yeah. Stone is. She's sure quick to give it up for for Nebula. I mean, you know he's he's torturing her, so she's like, okay, come on, I'll take you to the Soul Stone. You just got done saying how important it is that he doesn't I find was, this.
1: I thought that was going to be a Dantooine moment. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. yeah, but you don't have time for a Dantooine moment, I guess.
2: I think she really <laughs> believed that she already knew. <laughs> what would happen to get there. And I think she knew that when he got there, he'd be stymied. There would be nothing he could do about it. I don't think he was, I
0: don't think she knows how,
2: how to access the soul stone though. I I think she did. I think, and I think she was, I think she figured that when they got there, he would find out you have to sacrifice the one thing you love. The only thing you love is yourself. You have to sacrifice yourself. It's a loop that doesn't work. And
0: she was pretty confident that it was not going to be a problem. Could be, but at the same time, she was pretty quick to sacrifice herself to save that secret. So I don't.
3: Well, it's, it's, I found it was interesting. There are at least six times in this movie where somebody had to choose between giving Thanos what he wanted or saving somebody's life, and it was really interesting to see how each of the characters who was faced with that situation handle it. Because Peter pulled the trigger; he would have killed Gamora yes, he did. If, yep. if not for the Reality Stone, and um, <laughs> Doctor Strange—I'm <sighs> well, sorry—gave up the gave up the the time stone the, the, the one yeah the one that he had to save um other peter and that, tony and that, like there were so many though, I well i know but he knew the end game so yes. he knew that that was part of what needed to happen but right. i mean there were so many loki and thor that's there were a lot of little moments in there where somebody had to choose between you know do i save the person that i love or do i you
0: right. know
3: do this thing that has to be done or do this thing that shouldn't be done
0: i have to go back for one There's second that choices. was a nice moment for for loki to i mean go ahead kill him no wait don't okay you know one yeah. last second to say okay i do love my brother you know and that was, that was a nice little redemptive moment for loki anyway
1: uh side note uh red skull was played by ross marquand what? Yes. not boo not Hugh, hugo uh, weaving yeah. i didn't think it sounded oh. like hugo yeah that's, that's funny that's what i was a little confused that that's time. funny
0: because i did when they showed the the character in black i'm like that sounds like hugo weaving
1: if anybody's wondering who uh, Ross Marquand is, you would know him maybe best from Walking Dead. Yeah, he plays he was, Aaron. He's the curly-haired son of the whatever leader. I don't. It doesn't matter anymore. Let's move on. Um, that was I, I didn't know until I just looked that up. So, and he looked
2: it up because he got bored of our side conversation. But <laughs> you that's know, just that's interesting.
1: Right. So let me change gears here a little bit uh, and ask you about this: the music. How'd you guys like the music? um it, this was an alan silvestri score yep. did you feel like it did the job
0: i liked the music a lot and i liked the fact that it changed based on who we were yes. with. it was mm-hmm. it was all avengery when we were with uh captain rogers and when we were with tony and doc and all that and then we get to the guardians and all of a sudden it changes to guardian style oh, you know yeah. lighter more comedic music it was i thought it was fantastic
1: the only time i ever noticed it was when it was the main avengers theme um and i kind of feel like that's a mark of a good score is that oh, i yeah. never noticed it um yeah. but then the times when it was avengery i was like wow this is really really avengery
2: for me it's always for me music <laughs> is, is the first thing that i notice and so i'm listening for it early and it helps, me, it helps me make a, 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 the, the connection into the film. Either it does it well or it doesn't do it at all. And this one did it very well. I like Alan Silvestri to begin with. Um, I like his music. I like his style. And I think he nailed it for this film. So I was very pleased.
1: So trivia time. Woo. Alan Silvestri uh, has written... Uh, well, I mean, sociologists had to come up with this term a crap ton just to describe <laughs> how many movies Alan Silvestri has done. Way to go, Alan. Can you name five other alan silvestri scores
0: Ooh, i should be able to because i know he scored
1: can you name one i was gonna go for three and i was like no that's too easy i want five but can you guys even do one alan silvestri score
0: i'm afraid to say because i'm afraid to be wrong
1: just say be wrong ken we're used to it it's fine (laughs) wow (laughs) <laughs> no uh how about back to the future? that's what i was
0: gonna say he did the back to the future
1: he did all the back to the future movies he did predator
2: oh yeah 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 which
1: is awesome uh and he also did i mean he did the bodyguard forrest gump the gi joe movies he yep. did ready mm-hmm. player one uh you could go back to romancing the stone he did that like i mean this guy has been writing killer music since the early 80s i think even maybe back into the 70s maybe um this and and here's another thing that i found out as i was kind of doing a little research on alan silvestri because this is what i care about i care about you know conductors and composers (laughs) um he did the Mummy Returns, Stuart Little Two, Tomb Raider Two, The Cradle of Life, you know the Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie one, The Odd Couple Two, Young Guns Two. He seems to score a lot of sequels that he didn't do the originals of, <laughs> as though, um, as though you, there's a Hollywood franchise brought to life, and there, you know, Br- Brendan Fraser does the Mummy and. And it's this huge movie. And everybody loves it, and they're like, "Oh, we have this huge property on our hands. We can't screw it up. So let's not take any chances." And so you bring in Alan Silvestri to make sure that that Somebody score who, is good. You know, the guy don't... who didn't do it in the first place.
2: Well, right. I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah. So I don't know. I don't know exactly why this is, but uh, but he seems to do a lot of sequels only.
0: Well, not not uh, his first Marvel movie either, because uh, he scored Captain America, right? Right. Yep. So.
1: Um, so anyway, that's that's enough, I guess, on Alan Silvestri. So I I tried and failed, by the way, to figure out how many cast members in this movie have Academy Award nominations and or wins. Ooh. But oh. it's something on the order of like ten. It's it's crazy. a lot crazy. Yeah. It is crazy the the uh, star power yeah. that you have in this movie. This was something that was like this was a big yeah. deal back in the, you know, like the 70s and the 80s. You had like the all-star cast. Oscar yeah. winner, yeah.
2: Oscar nominee, Oscar nominee. Well, it's yeah. not
1: just that. It's like this is how you used to sell movies was you would pack these uh, yes. big names into a cast, right? Mm-hmm. You would you would pack it with stars. That's where you like you, the idea of an all-star cast came about 30 or 40 years ago. And, uh, and it kind of got away from that. Yeah. People don't really care seem to care much about that anymore and i would still argue that that's true that we're much more about you know just the story or the spectacle at least and it's less about the name on the poster Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is interesting that this movie it kind of brings that back where it's just like everybody who is anybody in hollywood right now seems to be in this particular movie
2: (laughs) except for the except for the cast of ant-man and wasp
1: um, <laughs> yeah, and Hawkeye. And Hawkeye. It's oh yeah, that's, that's true. Those, those I were, was very those disappointed were, uh, that
3: Ant Man was not in this movie.
1: I did not work it into my uh, opening insults, but that was what I was going to name Ryan and Kyle. Was Ant Man and Hawkeye, <laughs> <laughs> since, since they're they're about as present. <laughs>
2: One of the I I I I appreciate the thought because I was I was noticing the same thing, but but the reason that a lot of these actors. Um, not, not in all cases, obviously, uh, Don Cheadle's got tremendous chops on his mm-hmm. own. Uh, Mackey's done some wonderful stuff. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s done some wonderful stuff. All of them have done really powerful and interesting things, but they've made names for themselves in this universe, mm-hmm. in this, in this Marvel cinematic universe. And so it makes sense to pull them all together. But it's interesting that, that the script, the script writers, Kevin Feige, um, all of this team got them focused in such a way that it doesn't appear that there was a lot of fighting to say I need to have more camera time, I need to have more screen mm-hmm. time. It was, it, it felt like the story was the preeminent thing. They all acted as ensemble uh, mm-hmm. contributors, and the story drove itself forward without feeling like we were, we needed yeah. the obligatory I, five cap I kind of feel or like whatever.
1: If if I ever got a look at one of the uh, Disney NDAs from these movies, the non-disclosure agreements, that it would be like peering into the Ark of the Covenant from Indiana Jones oh, and, and my face, face would just melt off, melt off <laughs> and like I would, I would oh, perish yeah. for all of eternity because it would it's got to be terrifying. Right? Uh, well,
3: apparently they didn't even let Tom Holland read the entire script because he spoiled so many things from right. Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> 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 They're like, "Here are your pieces and this- you're done."
0: This is why you don't work with kids. And this <laughs> <laughs>
2: And and when you show up on the last day, we're going to give you a gag order and you get to do this and then we send you someplace without social media for the next 6 and months. And then
3: we're going to kill you off at the end so that <laughs> you can't spoil the next one. No, but
1: I mean seriously and uh, this is kind of on a different note, but we're uh, we're almost into solo uh territory now where the solo movie is coming out mm-hmm. soon yeah. and um and it's kind of the same thing there where they had some real drama with how the production turned out and all the reshoots and blah, 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 all this stuff. And, you know, you get little tidbits here and there, but mostly what it is, is the Marvel, Disney, corporate uh, mm-hmm. statements that say, well, you know, things, things were great, but we weren't really pleased. We didn't think the fans would love the direction that the movie was going, blah, 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 where it's this kind of boilerplate crap. Where you know that there was some pretty serious drama. But behind all of that, or I should say in front of all of that, is this, uh, this Thanos Hulk sized NDA saying, yes. you know, like holding up a wizard staff saying, you shall not pass. Yes. Uh, you know.
0: Saying, we will destroy half of you. Exactly. <laughs> if you, well, and <laughs> not half. And, right.
2: and they know their stuff. Have
0: they you guys, guys know seen the, their stuff? Did you guys track the body count in this movie?
1: No. No. Why would I do that?
0: Because there was a
1: lot of it. So are you talking stop. about, you talking about the hero body count or the total body count? The hero body count, because oh, the total body oh, count yeah. was like, well, you know, half. I feel like we're getting into...
0: <laughs> well played, know, Ken, so. well played.
1: Yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, are we getting into the ending now? Do we want to do we that? We can do that, we can do uh, that. Okay, Ken, go. All
0: right, so these are the people that died by my count. Heimdall, Loki, Gamora, Vision... Black Panther, uh, Wanda, Bucky, Falcon, Star-Lord, Drax, Groot, Mantis, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Nick Fury, and Maria Hill. That's 16? They, the, they, they died in the, uh, the end credit scene. The ones who survived, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Hulk, War Machine, Rocket, Nebula, M'Baku, um, who was the You need to learn how to white, pronounce that, but M'baku, go on. M'Baku, M'Baku, thank you. Sorry. I knew how. Anyway. I don't um, know who that is. He's the Jabari. Uh, the, um, he, he's the oh, other, Okay. The, the gorilla. Other, Rival, yeah. the leader yeah. of the gorilla yeah. clan. The ape, the ape clan. Yeah. And uh, the ones that we don't see, but we don't see die either. Wong, uh, Pepper, Happy, maybe. I don't know. And then the no-shows Hawkeye, Ant-Man, Wasp, Captain Marvel.
3: Well, we know um, that Ant-Man and the Wasp are still alive because they have a we
0: don't. I have a feeling they don't. better be. It Here's, is, it that is could theorized be, that could be
1: pre-avengers. It is
0: theorized that that movie is pre-avengers because they well, show the land, the, okay. the skyscraper. All right. Look, I have the feeling. Just, just, I have
2: the feeling that what they're going to do with this is they're going to say they're at, when they when they get to the end of the Ant Man and the Wasp, they're going to do an end credit scene where we see the after effects of the ah. Infinity War taking place. In their, in their film. That's yes. what I'm getting, that's, that's what I'm betting is going to happen.
0: That's my theory also and the Ant-Man and Wasp and Hawkeye will all be integral in uh, Avengers 4. Should we can we talk about Captain Marvel? Can we mention No, them?
1: we're not talking about Captain Marvel right now. All okay. right, I got we're a theory about, about Captain of Marvel. So I did, did think it really room.
3: interesting that most of the people who did survive were the original Avengers. Yes. The ones who, in Tony Stark's vision and I want to say, Age of Ultron. like yes, he, he saw the big pile of bodies and it was, all the original people,
2: but they are all alive.
3: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. But here's so about here's that. my question: is I want to say I want to say some shit, Ken. <laughs> I want to know how many come back.
3: You <laughs> just asked Ken his thoughts. Go oh, ahead, geez. Greg. No, I Thank wanted you. his Thank list. Thank you,
1: Megan. Do you Thank have you. more um, list, Ken? That
0: that's pretty much my list. <sighs> and you are going to be on it pretty soon. Here, <laughs> I'll kill you with my pinky. <laughs> uh,
1: so I I do want to talk about the ending because this is the part. That um, that I had the hardest time with story wise, this is the part i I was with the movie, I was having a good time, yeah, you can poke all sorts of little holes and whatnot, but screw that, it's a fun movie that's you're not there for that, you're there for a good time, yeah. and then you get to the end and and I was really kind of taken out, and I was left with a bitter taste in my mouth uh as I left the theater and and that threw me a little bit, so I do want to talk about this and so. Uh, So here's what it is. I know what they're trying to go for. They're trying to go for a little Empire Strikes Back action. You know, Luke gets his hand chopped off, and the rebellion is being chased across the galaxy. Hans in carbonite. Hans in carbonite. Everything is falling apart, and roll credits, right? Wrong. Because, yeah, Luke gets his hand chopped off, but then by the end of the movie, you know, he's kind of getting his little robotic hand attached. Yeah, Hans in carbonite, but Chewie and Lando are going after him. And you kind of They're see that rescue, yeah. and, you know, and you at the very last thing before the credits roll is, uh, is Luke and Leia and the droids staring into this beautiful space Vista. Right. And so you have, everything is going wrong, but then the message at the end of the movie is yes, but
0: time for stuff to go, right.
1: Things are, okay. you know, they, they, they are going to get back on track. Things are going to be okay. Now, here, my two big problems with that, with regards to this movie, is you know that is kind of how I see the way that you tell a story like that. It is kind of a similar thing. You could talk about all sorts of movies like, uh, like the Two Towers or Harry Potter Seven Part One, whatever we want to call that movie. Um, you I know, like it's kind problem. of a similar thing where you your heroes are at their darkest moment, but they are looking up out of the pit into the sunshine, and they're you know they're you know they're going to climb toward it. In this one, they just fall into the pit and you roll credits, uh-huh. yes. right? Mm-hmm. And that really threw me off where everybody dies and, uh, and everything is dark and everything is, um, is dreary and awful, uh, dreadful, I would say. And then they roll the credits. So that's my first, and, and okay. we can come back to that. That's my first thing. But then the second thing right after that is um, as soon as the credits roll, I'm like, wait, what? Five seconds later, I go, oh, well, no, no, they did not just nuke their brand new successful Spider-Man franchise. Uh-huh. No, they did not just nuke their Guardians yeah, extremely of the galaxy. lucrative Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. franchise. No, they did not just nuke every every other yep. franchise, right? Yep. And so it kind of undercuts everything they were trying to do. All of that dread yeah. that they're building up. You're like, oh, oh, never mind. So. Basically, they're just going to time stone it or something, you I know. Hope yeah, not. they
3: they kind of they've already done that where they brought back Vision, so they right. What's his face get the stone? Right. Can't believe I forgot Thanos Thanos's name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm like, so they've done that. So I really hope they don't do that again because it is such a cop out. It's Spider Man going backwards around the world, like but just.
0: But they're going to have to do Superman, something. Superman.
3: Oh my gosh, what's wow. wrong with me?
0: It's okay. <laughs> but they're they're going to have to do something. You're right, and I thought the same thing as soon as as soon as Black Panther. Uh, dusted as soon as, yeah, as Spider-Man one, yeah. as soon as Doctor Strange I'm like these people all have sequels already announced. Yeah. They're going to come back yeah. somehow. This is anticlimactic.
1: Todd's looking for a hug. The, nope, the Guardians nope, nope, too, nope, Guardians
2: on Go give him a hug. Craig. I'm looking for I'm looking for 30 seconds because again, we go back there's two things. First one is this is Thanos's story. And mm. Thanos's story ends happy because you remember what he said? He said, "I'd snap my fingers. I would put balance to the universe, and when my job was done, I would sit and watch the sunrise." Well, sure, no, and sure, that's I get what that. he does. I get that. And what I'm no. saying is,
1: Thanos' story is not the one that we are there to see.
2: Correct. Which is why they do they do two things that are really really that that are fascinating for me. The first one is uh, they give the indication that the rest of the planet is feel, feeling this as well in the end credit scene, mm-hmm. and they introduce Captain Marvel as, as a character that's going to have to be pivotal on in, in this particular process. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring in the Kree, um, which also brings the opportunity for us to bring in the Inhumans.
1: Why are we bringing in the Kree? We,
2: because Captain Marvel is... Wait, what's,
1: what, what pointed to the Kree?
2: Captain Marvel. Oh. Captain exactly. Marvel <laughs> gets her... Carol Danvers gets her powers as a result of uh, melding with a Kree individual who gives her all of his powers it's a long story it's going to be really kind of cool
1: sounds sexy
2: it's being pitched in the 90s so it probably will be melding with Um, yes does
3: that mean i needed to watch agents of shield no
2: no um you can get it later later. um same same but same group and same process the other thing the other thing that we need to recognize is that this impact takes place across the galaxy and in fact across the universe so all of the scroll they have the opportunity to bring in all kinds of other characters all kinds of other groups to be able to work with this in the next one the way they did it in the comp the way that it works in the comic books um and for anybody if if this actually winds up happening the way that that, that marvel runs it don't call me a prophet just to just say <laughs> that i spent a had a misspent youth reading too many comic books um we say thanos, that anyway yeah i was gonna say <laughs> done <laughs> thanos uh the one thing we didn't touch on this movie that this movie never touched on about Thanos' story is that the reason he wants to bring balance to the universe, he wants to kill off half of the universe as his offering to his paramour, to his girlfriend, to his high school crush, Lady Death, yeah, and impress her enough that she will decide to be his... His girlfriend and go to the prom with him. That's his whole deal. <laughs> that, that's his whole and stick in the comic book. you can't play it in this.
0: They, so. they, yeah. they they didn't
2: touch on that at all. And so I I I wonder if that's going to make if that's going to surface. Um,
3: is Lady Di- Death different than Hella? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Lady Death. Palmer, is a, I want her to come back.
2: Lady Death is an eternal, or an, uh, sometimes they're called Celestials. Uh, um, kind of like ego. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly like ego. And so they're going to there's there's every possibility of being able to introduce them. And when that happened in the comic books, Lady Death looked at Thanos and said, "You don't get it, do you? You screwed everything up because now who is there to die? Everything is balanced, and so this doesn't work for me." And Thanos goes back and rewrites it himself to do a to do a reset. But he resets it and restarts things so that things change a little bit.
1: So this is kind of... Um...
2: This is the opportunity that Marvel has as a, as a franchise to write Steve Rogers out. Um, it's Steve Rogers' opportunity to go and uh, retrieve the Soul Stone by doing the same kind of thing. Uh, that Doing a that life Thanos life did life, life for life, he sacrifices himself to make sure that the Soul Stone is taken away from Thanos and given to Bucky or somebody. But they've got all kinds of opportunities now to let these big stars out of their contracts because most of them have said we're done after this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but,
0: well, most of their contracts are up, so yeah. It's...
2: And they and they did not, and most of them didn't renew. Mm-hmm. So and some of the and the ones that their contracts are still ongoing, we already know about them. So this this is a a great opportunity to restart the franchise without having to do an awful lot of retcon stuff. Uh, they've got a great opportunity to be able to do uh to do the things that they did in the in the comic book series which is bring everybody back and reset. That if was, they choose, they've got and 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 it's and the vehicle for doing it has already been laced in both through the comic book universe and through the Guardians of the Galaxy. You remember in the end credit scene um, the cocoon that showed up at the oh, very end with Adam Warlock in it yeah. Adam Warlock is the one who actually takes the infinity gauntlet from Thanos and uh, once Thanos resets everything he takes it and he says you know obviously this can't be trusted to you I will take it I take care of it from this point forward so I think we've got some pieces that some some set pieces that we still get to see the rest of it but the next story will not be Thanos's story it'll be a told from a different perspective. Yeah.
1: And I so mm-hmm. what you're saying makes sense. I, I I don't agree necessarily with that direction from Marvel just cuz you know we've been following the good guys the entire time and sure. then if, you, if right. you're going to shift perspective to the bad guy, I think that's a mistake. Um I didn't I didn't think of it that way while I was watching it, but it makes sense to me as you're saying it and if that's what they were thinking, I think it's a mistake and then if they switch it back again, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a tonal Uh, shifting nightmare uh, of sorts. Now, all this being said, I I do want to reiterate what I said before I got into I didn't like the ending and that is that I really enjoyed this movie. Sure. I I had a great time. I just left with some ashes in my mouth, so to speak. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, So, anyway, uh, I I got that off my chest now. We can move on to final thoughts, I think. So, um, Todd... Final thoughts. Let's start with you because I know yours are going to be the longest.
2: <laughs> um, um, wow. Gauntlet thrown down. I'll pick it up and throw Infinity it away and just be down. long. Ooh, there we go. Let me pick up my mug again. Um, <laughs> I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I went in... I, I mentioned before, I went in with a migraine. Uh, going to a Marvel movie with a migraine... And you is, came out healed. ...is not a good experience. <laughs> I came out numb. Uh, I went in trying to hold still uh, He's like,
1: if I can but touch the garments, the the hem of the garments of the Avengers movie.
2: No, it, it, it was more hoping along, there'd be no flashing it was, lights. It was more along the lines of, if I can hold down my popcorn while watching this in three D, <laughs> I'm going to call this a real success. Oh,
1: you watched it in three D. I watched it in three D. Oh, no, oh, no. I watched
2: it in three D, and it was awesome. No, it was awesome. It was well worth it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but and 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 my butt. Is a is a statement saying this is like watching? Oh,
1: I was really confused. Okay, this is. <laughs> I was like, "What exactly is your butt?" A statement of like, "I'm I'm interested." I enjoyed it. sedentary life. I enjoyed it,
2: and let's go. Corporate I'll change America. it to and. I enjoyed it, and I, I'm. I think my final decision about really how well this works and how well this film worked is going to be based on the second half. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I don't, but standalone. It well. Let's see how the second half plays out, and we'll determine in much the same way that I liked. Um, you know, I I've there are movies that I like, but I like them better when I see the second half of that film put together. Um, this the the Star Wars prequels. Um, you know, there 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 are bits and pieces of those that you like. You like them all together, but individually, boy, I really didn't like you know Attack of the Clones. But yeah. By the time you connect it with Revenge of the Sith, yeah, okay, it was
0: okay. And I still don't like it, but it connects.
1: Wow. <laughs> Prequels references, Todd. You've, that, that's where you went Bingo. for your final thought. That's the hill you're dying on for this episode. Uh, okay. I need to see the second half. Ken, go ahead.
0: I, I have a feeling that um, the Captain Marvel movie will play heavily into setting up Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. Um it comes out. There, there are only two movies before Avengers Four: Ant Man and the Wasp, which I think takes place before Avengers, before Infinity War, and then feeds into it. And then Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel comes out next March, a couple months before Infinity, or before Avengers Four, and it's set in the nineties. the The way she's set up is is to be cosmic uh, and very tough. And I have a feeling that since it's set in the nineties, there will be a lot of pre. Um security measures put in place in the eventuality that someday somebody might come after these infinity stones that are across the galaxy we 're putting in some safeguards that will come to come to pass now that Nick Fury has called her into the fight shield so she 'll come in she 'll be integral to to uh the outcome of Avengers four and I think what she does in her movie will tie into that heavily in the comic books shield had to a-
2: had an astro division mm-hmm. called, sword. called sword. Yeah. Okay. And so All I think right. we're going to see that.
1: Oh, this doesn't sound like a final thought. Ugh.
0: That's the final thought
1: right there. You guys get into like, oh, no, an astro division. They use the e the e eight hundred eleven thousand blaster. That's <laughs> the e eleven carbon. Have you read these comics, Craig? <laughs> no, I don't. I, don't, I haven't. <laughs> I have read I'm exactly one comic, and that was White Sand, expressly for an episode that we were doing. Uh, no, that's not true. I have read more comics than that, but not many more. So, anyway, anyway, that uh, was my final thought. The okay.
0: Car- Captain Marvel will tie into Avengers four heavily, and I—that's I you know, pretty.
1: I feel like you are you are staring down the barrel of a really tough prediction there, Ken. No, <laughs> but I I feel really
0: good about this prediction because I this is the one I haven't actually heard, and I'm like, I, did I actually come up with something? I, because I—it's not that you, it'll tie are in. Are you being serious? No, right it's now? not that it will tie in a little bit. I think it will be integral to avengers 4 not just oh here's captain marvel now let's put her into this movie it's the things that she does in her movie will be important to the plot like what's hang on what's my what's
1: my time stamp Uh, at risk of running that mature stamp on here
0: no shit sherlock exactly robert downey and benedict cumberbatch (laughs) which i'm disappointed there wasn't a sherlock (laughs) reference between robert downey and benedict cumberbatch that would have been funny i'm disappointed that 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 would at least a Robert Downey. The two of them
3: together. A, at
0: least Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch saying something, uh, something obvious and then Robert Downey <laughs> looking at him and going, no shit, Sherlock. You know, something like that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> so there you go. You need to timestamp that.
2: We need, yep. to, we need to send that off to Marvel and see what they'd say with that. So,
1: anyway. uh, okay, Megan,
3: go. Um, I don't know. It's pretty short. I, like I said, I was not really that surprised. <gasps> see, this is why I like you, Megan. First. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I was not terribly surprised at the way the movie ended. I mean, I was surprised they killed off a lot of the main characters, but I, um, I knew that it would end at rock bottom for sure. our heroes yeah, with sure. Thanos, Thanos seeming to win. Um, so I'd kind of like to predict that I, I well, I'm going to say I'm going to be very disappointed if the Avengers four does not end with Pepper and Tony's wedding. Cause they set that up right at the beginning of the movie. And I'm like, okay, either one of them is going to die or both of them. No, he's
1: going to yeah. die. Well, now i He's going to die. Okay. Either sorry. he is or all Pat right. is. You go, ahead, go ahead. But I was finish. just
3: really, I'm just like, okay. I, it just felt so Shakespearean where it's like, the first one ends in tragedy and the second ends in a wedding. <laughs> That's all I had.
1: <laughs> uh, nice. Thanks. I like that. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> go, we'll, save, well, How,
0: how about uh, with, with half, half the galaxy evaporating into dust... So at the beginning of Avengers 4, Tony gets back with Pepper and we find out that the baby she was carrying in her stomach evaporated to dust. She lost the baby because... I'm just saying. Because, I mean, that was a whole big okay, thing that, at the very that start. That was a whole big thing at the We were talking okay. about having a dream I'm, about I'm a baby yeah. and stuff. Oh, and so. man. Beginning of Avengers 4 finds out that Pepper lost the baby in the, in the Infinity. Oh, now I,
1: oh, I feel like I've let Ken talk a lot this episode. And I, <laughs> I, I am feeling it. Because I have things to say. <laughs> uh, okay, so my final thought. This ain't a Rothless episode. I got things to say. about <laughs> When it comes to the deaths of characters, uh, the thing that disappointed me about this movie was that um with the deaths and the kind of what i was talking about earlier where all the weight was taken off that by knowing you know yeah. the, like these characters didn't really die there were no stakes. on a, on a similar note uh, or kind of an opposite note i guess when tony almost dies you know he gets run through mm-hmm. by thanos mm-hmm. and um and th- then doesn't die i was actually really disappointed I was sitting yeah. there going, "Oh, this is this is it. This is going to be rock bottom for everybody." Tony Stark, Mister Ultra, uh, Avenger guy, he's out. I can't believe it. And the then, real first Avenger, and then it's like, uh, <laughs> never mind. That's I. I was really disappointed. And then what they, so what they had a chance to do was to get rid of some of their characters like Tony Stark, like Captain America, and make that. The 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 Coulson moment for the era two mm-hmm. Avengers right and they and they still have some time to do that but I'm yep. what I'm saying is that that would have been a more impactful and emotional way to go out on the first half of the story um, and now they're gonna do that in the second half presumably and uh, and and I I guess I'm just missing that because of how I felt about the the emotions falling flat. In this one, yeah. I get like it. I, I could have seen a better way to do it. Yeah. I get at it. At least, at least from my perspective, I guess I'm not paid, you know, millions of dollars to come up with this stuff. So, yeah. I get it. Uh, so yeah, all right, let's uh, let's call it, ladies and gents. Uh, we're we've hit our hour mark, and so we're gonna leave it there. Uh, thanks for listening. If you agree with absolutely everything we say, then you should go on Reddit and say so. Uh the the legendarium the legendarium.reddit.com is where you can join this this conversation. And if um, you do, that would be the first time that anyone did.
0: <laughs> and if you disagree with us, you should go say so on Google Plus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done. Uh I did like that. So no, you go go on Reddit and uh, hang out with us there we will respond to comments there I know Ken and I at least will be there Yep. Uh, you're also Megan on the Reddit yeah I um, don't
3: say a lot but I read everything
1: yeah Todd not so much
2: I need okay. to get I need to get my <laughs> canon gear yeah yeah uh,
1: we've already talked about what your butt represents right or something like that no no so,
0: <laughs> corporate America <laughs> it's Thanos's butt <laughs>
1: so, so okay right now. Um, and what what else was I gonna say <laughs> uh patreon.com slash legendarium please support the show there uh we are inching closer and closer i think we're at like uh, 191 an episode and once we get up to 250 we're going to be taking the legendarium on the road we
3: want to meet you i'm
1: very i'm legitimately really excited for that so who knows maybe we'll do that even before we hit the 250 i don't know um,
0: and if we can stay with you, even better. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you have a couch. <laughs> um, or now, anyway. Just a room. Just a room. Next, next week, Floor we space. are diving into episode two of our Name of the Wind uh, trilogy of episodes. We're not talking about the first one, so it's a tr- it's still a trilogy of episodes. So this will be episode two of three on Name of the Wind. That's coming up next week. Chapters and 36 then, through 66. I believe... Um toward the end of May, like I mentioned earlier, solo is coming out, so we'll be doing a solo episode. Uh oh
3: my gosh, that's so punny. I'm so happy right now.
1: <laughs> and I think that should just about do it. So yeah, anything else you guys have questions on, hit us up, legendarium podcast at gmail dot com, or you can email Craig at the Legendarium.com, Ken at the legendarium.com with two Ns, everybody. Uh, Todd at thelegendarium.com We're still working on getting his inbox yeah, up got, and running.
2: That's it's weird.
1: Yeah, but anyway. Uh so you can do all of that if you want to get a hold of us individually. And of course you can find us on Twitter <laughs> at legendary at the